0: Welcome to episode number thirty of the Terminal Talk Modelora Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Convoy. On this episode of the podcast, we give a layout update as well as some other news. So stay tuned. The month of April started out alright. I did install the backdrop, as I mentioned on the mid month podcast. I had planned on putting the end panels up uh at the end of the month. Planned, but never got around to it, so that didn't happen. And everything's pretty been sitting pretty idle on that part of the layout. But that doesn't mean work and the layout hasn't been progressing. I went ahead and switched up and mentioned in the title that I hit a brick wall. I hit a brick wall with the backdrop and all, but uh, I decided to work on the brick wall of my freight house kit, and that's what I've been working on this month. A couple of years ago, I purchased a kit from Monster Model Works. It was a building flat brick freight house, and it's since been discontinued, but I've been planning on using it on a layout, and of course I'm using it now on this Owensville Terminal Oasis District layout, and I needed to work on that some more. I had started to paint the bricks. I had actually all the brick surfaces painted. I like the red color. I used a a blend of colors, just craft paints that I painted on it. The Monster Model Work kit is actually laser cut wood that's got the brick patterns cut into it. Nice material. I really uh, like working with it. I got to the point of the mortar lines, and in the past, some of the techniques I've used just haven't really worked real well. I've used the paint uh, this last time. Uh, somebody had recommended using gouache, which is an opaque watercolor, and I blended uh, a gray color, a light gray color, and washed that in and let it dry, and then I would take a uh, a sponge and just lightly wipe the brick surfaces off, trying not to lift any of the color out of the mortar lines, and it worked okay. I didn't really care much for the the technique, because in some places, it did lift it out of the mortar lines. In other places, it just seemed a little dark, and it looked real dull, so I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I let it sit for a long time, just trying to think about how I want to do that. In the past, I've used acrylic paints, and I've had the same problem with Color lifting after applying it, even letting it dry, uh, sometimes as you would go in and try to uh, uh, wipe the surfaces off, some of that undercolor would lift off, or the wash didn't quite take. You had some light spots, and it just didn't look very realistic. So, not too long ago, there was a Mike and Scotty live episode, and uh, Scott Mason was talking about using lightweight spackle, and I thought i will have to give that a try. So I went ahead and tried that, bought a little container of that, and spread that on with my finger and wiped it off with my thumbs as I applied it. And I have to say, that is a really nice effect. Of course, the white's a little stark uh, when you apply it that way, but it really pops the mortar lines. And with those mortar lines uh, highlighted that way, you can really see the brick detail. And I really like that. I went ahead to grade up a little bit I took a uh, my light mixture of uh alcohol and India ink and it's just a teaspoon of India ink to a pint of 91% isopropyl alcohol and I brushed that on and it did real well it didn't wash out like uh, paints do so that was one positive to it uh, the other thing though was that in sunspots the wash was just a little darker So I get some variation on it, but it's a little dark in some spots. So I think what I'm going to do now is, since that's dry, I'll go back and dust on some light chalk, pastel chalk, and go back over that with a brush and give it that more dusty look and and lighten some of those mortar lines that are a little darker than I like. But overall, I think that was a a good technique using lightweight spackle. So if you've been having trouble with brick, uh, getting the mortar lines to stand out, give that lightweight spackle a try uh, that's from personal experience i have to say that's been the best technique i've found so far i'm also thinking about the furniture manufacturer building i'm making that right now from phone core and then i'm printing out cardstock sheets that have images from clever models i bought a clever models texture dvd a couple years ago and i actually i used that to build my building flat for my wet around food services micro layout I like the product. It's very versatile for scratch building. And I have a mock-up that I made a while back, and I need to start finalizing how I'm going to do this building. I did discover when I was putting that together that uh, one of the patterns, I didn't notice it at the time, but the the brick pattern that I used, the, the pattern didn't quite line up. I used one panel on the front. I liked it because it had an opening that I could cut out for Uh, access for boxcars to get inside the building and didn't pay attention to the fact that those didn't line up with the side ones it's minor but I'm being real picky about this I want it to look more uniform I've got to do some things with planning on that how I'm going to cut that out and I'm going to use the side panel image and just carry that over And, and the reason why I liked the other image that I had on that side was because it had some different windows but that's not hard to do with that system. It's very flexible. I can cut out uh, the brick sections and add brick sections that have windows and that's where the cardstock building can be very versatile. You layer it up anyway to give it more of that three-dimensional texture. So that's the next thing I need to work on is finalize exactly how I'm going to do that. The original idea was the mockup I made was going to be the new part of the building. I was going to have on the old section, an old uh clabbered sided building. Uh sorta of like, you know, the the business started out as this old uh building and then uh expanded with a, a modern brick building. I'm not sure I'm gonna go with that now. I had a kit in mind that I was going to use, but right now my hobby budget's been pretty depleted, so I don't really have the funds to purchase that at this time. And I'm not really sure I want to wait around to uh uh, see when that's going to happen. So instead, I think I'm just going to go ahead and use the uh, cardstock and the foam core and, and print out those images and and go with a more modern-looking building for the furniture uh, manufacturer. So that's the thought on that. And I'm going to try this month, in May of 2018, to work some more on those structures. Right now, I'm I'm not really wanting to work on the backdrop or paint the backdrop. I haven't even really been in much of an operating mood but I'm more in the mood to work on the structure, so I'm trying to do it that way. When I'm in the mood to work on something, I want to start working on that, since it's got to be done anyway, and I do have a tendency to procrastinate on some of these things and put them off to the end, so better to get started while the uh motivation is there. Earlier in April, I did work on my Westcott Mine and Mill mill building for my GN-15 display layout, and I'm fresh out of uh cut uh, sticks again, so I'm going to have to get my craft sticks out and uh, cut those down and uh, create a new pile for those. But I went ahead and used, and with the craft sticks, if I haven't mentioned this before, I'm not just taking them out of the box and slapping them on the side of the building. I'm actually cutting them down to scale sizes. I went ahead and uh, got more of the siding put up on the uh, foam core shell for the mill structure. And I'm really liking how it's turning out. It's It's got a real rustic old uh, wood mill look to it. I'm not following any particular prototype. I've been looking at some old mine structures on Google and just getting some kind of ideas and making a composite of uh all the different ideas I see and and giving something that just gives the impression of it. I also found too that the scale number that I use for the uh main boards and they're they're equivalent really to like a one by twelve the scrap pieces I have are more like a uh a one by two or or a one by four and I went ahead and used those smaller bits on a conveyor housing. I put a little conveyor housing that's gonna be where the um, the little tram locomotive uh, goes into the uh backdrop in, into the back of the layout. And so I put this little conveyor housing up and I use those uh pieces of board that I cut off of the uh craft sticks that I made for the uh one by twelves and using these one by 4s for that. And I really like how that contrasts with the uh, bigger boards. It just gives it uh, more texture. Uh, it just gives it a, a, a better look. So, so far that's working out real well. And it really, in my opinion, it doesn't look like craft sticks. That's why I wanted to try this out. I've got a ton of them. I could have went out and bought some of the basswood and just used some scale lumber that way. But this it, it is working out real good so far. I also had to make a um, support uh, bent for this uh, conveyor housing. And this was something that uh, sort of irritated me. And and this is totally my fault. I went to uh, a local craft store to get some of the uh, strip wood. And I reached for the box and I wanted to get the uh, quarter inch square strip wood. So I looked and I saw the sign and it said quarter inch. So I grabbed them out and wasn't paying attention and grabbed out what I needed. Got home. They weren't quarter inch. They were 3 inch. They were in the wrong box. Uh, just goes to show you, when you're getting strip wood and you're in a hurry, stop for a moment. Don't look at what's on the box they're stored in. Actually look on the, uh, label. <laughs> if I looked on the label, I would have noticed they were 3 inch instead of, uh, 1 quarter inches wood I wanted, but I went ahead with the 3 inch. It's not too bad. It's not, uh, with GN15, the G scale, it's not going to be out of scale at all. So I've started to build a bent for that. That's going to hold up the conveyor housing on the right side. So it's progressing pretty well. I, I like that. But right now, uh with some other things going on, that's going to have to be sidelined. I'm really more in the mood of working on the uh, structures for my Owensville Terminal Railroad. So we'll see how that goes in in May. But probably won't see any more work on that till at least June. Time now for show notes. The mid-month podcast on May 2018 will probably not happen. I have a busy work schedule this month, so working on the layout and taking time to record uh, this podcast will probably not happen this month. If something changes, I'll have something out. It might be a short one, but if I'm not working on the layout, I will not be posting an update. So with that, I will talk to you in June 2018 on episode number 31. Thanks for all of those who have sent me emails and have commented on the blog page. Your support is very much appreciated. Thanks for listening.